Good day, this is Neil Parks, your host for Paranormally Speaking. This week I'm going to be going over and discussing some stories shared with me and encounters shared with me from people who believe they may have existed in a life before. Past life regression, reincarnation, dual memories, things that don't necessarily make sense or add up to the timeline we are currently living in. Could they have been left behind from remnants of when we existed before in another world or in the same timeline we currently exist in, but after our death of our previous lives, we then bounce into this new body that we have. Now, there are 11 signs that your soul has reincarnated many times. Now, Katha Upanished says, the soul is not born, it does not die, It will probably not produce from anyone, unborn, eternal. It is not slain, though the body is slain. Goeth said, I am certain that I have been here as I am now a thousand times before, and I hope to return a thousand times more. We observe the principles of reincarnation everywhere in life, the cycles of nature, day and night, the cyclical motion of the sun, earth, moon, and the solar system. We also see the principles of reincarnation reflected around us each day. A plant grows, dies, and releases its seeds. Its seeds burrow into the earth, begin to sprout, and new life is reborn once again. Reincarnation, or the rebirth of energy, or life, occurs all around us in different shapes and forms every day. Perhaps this is why to many of us reincarnation is something intuitive something that resonates the very nature, the very essence of life. We also see that our lives and everything around us follows a fundamental pattern, that of change, growth, transformation, and evolution. We see all that all of life goes through in a maturing process at different rates and different velocities. Thus, to many of us, the maturing process of the soul through the process of reincarnation sounds just as instinctly and fundamentally correct as any other maturing process in life. Not only that, but some of us have experienced extraordinary feelings, memories, and sensations that point to the legitimacy of such a mysterious experience. I'll be exploring many different signs that you may have touched the other side through what I'm reading to you right now and relaying. Past lives in your soul, Voltaire said, the doctrine of metapsychosis is above all neither absurd nor useless. It is not more surprising to be born twice than once. Everything in nature is a resurrection. Known also as metempsychosis and transmigration, reincarnation and the concept of past lives has existed for hundreds of thousands of years, spanning back to the ancient Celtic, Greek, Asian, and Indian traditions. These days, about 51% of the world's population believe in some form of afterlife, with about 7% believing that we are ultimately reincarnated. One of the most eccentric beliefs of reincarnation is that most of us have lived many lives before, and sometimes we can actually remember these past lives. 
these past lives and past selves, we tend to identify with an extension of ourselves and our ego. However, as Soul elaborated in a previous article on reincarnation, reincarnation of an individual self is only as possible to the extent of believing that your sense of self, your ego, is real. Two identities who dwell within two different physical bodies, in the present or in the past, will be two very distinct personalities. In truth, the I is a trans... uh, ever-changing phenomenon. Although our identities and senses of self are ever-changing, there is something that remains the same. There is something within us that is constant and continuous, and that is pure awareness. It is this very pure awareness which serves as the experiencer and the observer of life. Is that this pure awareness that we can refer to as our soul. This understanding of reincarnation clearly resembles that of the Buddhist idea that the continuity continues, but the individual disappears. So although it is not necessarily you or me who has experienced reincarnation in past lives, the ever-present soulful essence within us has. When we understand reincarnation as the maturing process or evolution of soulful energy, it follows that some of us have experienced different things in our lives that reflect on the age of energy known as our souls. It is commonly believed that our personal characteristics, experiences, and capabilities in this life reflect on whether we have lived before on earth. It is thought that the more we mature, the more gifted we are in certain areas of life and the more often we go through spiritual awakening experiences. The truth is that all of us have most likely been reincarnated. However, some of us have gone through this cycle more than others and therefore experience many of the following characteristics. For example, reoccurring dreams. Dreams are reflections of unconscious minds. And while repetitive dreams may sometimes signify trauma, fear, or issues that our brain is trying to process, for example, unfinished business, repetitive dreams can also potentially be reflections of past life experiences. Many people claim to have experienced certain events, seen particular people, or gone to specific places frequently in their dreams that feel very familiar, and somehow recognizable. For example, I often have reoccurring dreams and some others have been relayed to me. My reoccurring dream normally deals with trauma I've experienced, paranormal trauma, and or situations that have taken a chunk of myself and of my soul and spit it out and I had to pick up the pieces and reform myself. Those are the reoccurring dreams I normally have. Reoccurring dreams of a 15th century castle. Other people have shared with me that they have a distinct feeling of knowing very well, yet they have never seen or been to this castle before in walking life. But we live in the age of the internet when you can go to Google and get 3D walkthrough tours 
And everything this person's been dreaming, they've been able to walk through and find their way around this castle they've never set foot in physically. Out of place memories. There are many recorded instances of young children who have out of place memories that later prove to be oddly accurate in detail. While out of place memories could be due to simple fantasies, misunderstandings, or in the ability to remember, there is mounting evidence that suggests out of place memories could reveal connections to past lives. You could also have a strong intuition. Intuition is the ability to balance the conscious and unconscious mind and to tap into our deeper wellsprings of primal wisdom and innate knowledge. It is said that the more we soulfully mature, the more we are closer to returning to the source known as nirvana, eternity, oneness, from which our souls come from and from which the collective unconscious, a body of universal knowledge, exists. Deja vu. We've all experienced this before at some point in our lives. It's the bizarre feeling that somehow we have already experienced or lived a moment in time before. Often deja vu comes spontaneously and is triggered by smells, sounds, sights, tastes, and various other sensations. While some claim that deja vu is a neurological dissonance, others claim that deja vu reflects the possibility of other dimensions and what I've mentioned the last few episodes, parallel universes. Still, others believe it is revealing of a past life experience. People who experience this regularly are also known as empaths. Empaths absorb the emotions and in some instances the physical pains of those around them, literally empathizing or directly feeling and experiencing what the other is experiencing. An article about empaths, I can go into greater depths about this unique breed of people. While identifying as an empath and absorbing the emotions of others could be seen in some instances as a psychological form of avoidance to bypass one's own problems and pin the blame on others. In other genuine cases, it can be seen as a sign of a soul that has undergone many previous reincarnations and has refined to the point of transcending the individual self and its problems extending to others as well. Precognition, also known as future sight or second sight. Precognition is the ability to obtain information about future events that isn't usually available. Precognition can be experienced through visions, physical sensations and feelings, as well as in dreams. While considering quasi-scientific by some, to others, precognition is a very real experience and could indicate the maturing of soulful energy. Please hold for a very important word from one of my sponsors. Ghosts, aliens, UFOs, Bigfoot, parallel universes, angels and demons, time travel, cryptozoology, and so much more within the realm of the unexplained, the strange, and the out of this world. I'm your host, Neil Parks, award-winning author, screenwriter, researcher, and paranormal professional. Join me every week as I tackle hot-button topics within the paranormal realm. 
I'll share personal accounts, my research, and secondhand evidence. I will read excerpts and stories from my books and discuss my upcoming projects in the literary world. Documentaries, both on TV and the big screen, plus my independent film projects. Paranormally Speaking is both thought-provoking and entertaining. New episodes drop every Thursday. Tune in to Paranormally Speaking and prepare to be enlightened. And now I'm back after that quick commercial break. On to the next one. Retrocognition. You probably guessed it. Retrocognition is the opposite of the above that I stated earlier. Precognition. And refers to the ability to obtain information not usually available about past events. These past events could be in your own lifetime or sometime in the distant past. Of course, retrocognition, like precognition is not easy to prove or verify. However, for those who have genuinely experienced it and have been able to honestly verify it, this ability could also be a sign of a soulful reincarnation. You feel older than your age reflects is another good example. Some people are perpetually young at heart, even into their later lives. And in the same manner, some people just seem to have been born with old souls. The experience of feeling, feeling older than your age reflects is commonly associated with having reincarnated many times over and over. And this is echoed in the soul age theory, where there is a certain progression of soulful development from infant souls to awakened souls. For example, if you have reincarnated a few times on Earth, this would be reflected in the age of your energy. And in this life, you will display many primitive and childlike characteristics. If, however, your soulful energy has reincarnated many times over, you will display many matured and wizened characteristics, such as the ones mentioned before. If you feel older than your age reflects, you might be a mature or old soul. You have a great affinity for certain cultures, time periods, and environments. It is said that having a great, unexplainable attraction for certain cultures or time periods is a kind of past life residue, reminiscent of a certain place, culture, or environment that your soul may have experienced in past lives. For instance, you may have an inexplicable affinity to Asian culture, Celtic artifacts, or the 19th century. Unexplainable fears or phobias. As touched on in the last point, you may believe that certain memories or experiences can pass on or leave residues in our childhoods or adulthoods from past lives. Whether this is true or is simply a form of problem bypassing, many believe that we can experience the echoes of past traumas in our own lifetimes and the form of unexplainable fears and phobias. Examples can include the fear of drowning, the fear of certain types of animals, the fear of certain places, the fear of particular numbers, colors, objects, and so forth. You feel as though this earth is not your home. The yearning to find your home can be seen as a reflection of the desire to return back to the source, oneness, consciousness, divinity. Many people believe this yearning to be reminiscent of an athlete running a long race and longing to reach the finish line in the same manner. 
souls that have reincarnated many times over express this basic need for finally completing the cycle and returning home. Feeling that this earth is not your home is often accompanied by chronic feelings of tiredness and weariness for life on earth. Now, could you relate to any of these signs? Do you have any of your own to share with me? I hope, if anything, what I shared with you could offer you another doorway of explanation for what you experience in life. Reincarnation is a mysterious topic, and I'd love if you could share your own experiences with past lives with me. Please hold for an important message from another sponsor. Now playing one of the biggest podcasts of the week on the free iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. And now, 21 stories about kids remembering things about their past lives that'll send a chill up your spine. Back pre-pandemic, I was watching my friend's then three-year-old for her, and he saw a big military ship, and he got this kind of faraway look and said, I remember when my boat sank, there were so many sharks. I said, what? He blinked and said, what? And then started asking questions about the boat. I mentioned it to my friend and she said, yeah, he does that sometimes. When I was a very young and still unable to string sentences together, my mom and I were sitting at the dining room table. She was crying and I comforted my mother and telling her without any babbling or hesitation, it's okay, I used to be your great-grandmother. I'll take care of you. I have no memory of this, and my mom said when I went back to my baby-like talk immediately after that, she stopped crying, probably because it scared the shit out of her. I used to watch my nephew when he was about three or four. One day, he was at my house and pointed to a magnet of Arizona. It had a picture of the desert with rock formations. Kid pointed at it and asked where it was. He said he used to live by the red rocks like that with his first family. The first family all had straight dark hair and his was blonde and curly. And that he had a mom and a dad and a brother. That is until he went too far into the desert, too close to the dark, and got eaten by not dogs, not wolves, but smaller. And he kind of mouthed the word and said, oh, that's what you call them. Then he was sad and didn't want to talk about it anymore. So we had lunch, and that was the first and last time he mentioned it. My coworker has a son who, when he was about three, told her he used to grow rice and lived in a place where two rivers met. He was unable to name the rivers, and she located it on a map of East Asia. Pretty wild. My father this said that when my brother was three, he said something like, when I was older, I had a pretty girlfriend, and we died in a car accident. My parents don't use Reddit, so I'll answer this for them. I think I was three and playing with a corkscrew when I blurted out that I used to have one of these when I had black hair. I am blonde. My parents said they asked me what it was, and I responded that it it's used for opening wine. Freak the hell out of them. 
My, at the time, five-year-old son, now 31, woke up one day and asked me, where is Banjo? When are we going to look for him? I was shocked. Banjo was the name of our family dog, a bull terrier that we had on the farm when I was still a preteen. When our son was maybe three or four, we described his life, he described his life as a ballerina on stage, from the lights to the music to the applause. His next words chilled me to the bone. I was at a party on a boat and I fell in the water. Then poof, I was here. I asked him to relate the story when his father came back from a business trip a couple of weeks later, and it was identical. But after that, we never discussed it again. I did not want to go there. My little brother was born just after 9-11. When he was a toddler one day, he went on about how he used to work in a tall building and wore a suit and tie. Freaked my parents out. When I was a kid, I told my parents that I died in a fire on a big ship during a war. That alone isn't super special, but they asked what kind of ship, and I said a blockade runner. That's very specific knowledge for a small child, right? If I remember correctly, it was called the Zephyr and was in Charleston, South Carolina. At some point, I've not found any info about a ship being real, but I haven't remembered this in years. My son said once, Mommy, when I was big and you were little, I remember when we danced in the kitchen. The only person I ever danced with in the kitchen was my grandfather. My little brother said, when he was three or four, when I was grown up, I went to war and I never came back. When my son was four, he had driven past a cemetery. He asked me if I remembered when he died and was buried. I said no and asked him what he meant by saying that. He said he had died, was buried in a cemetery, and that's when he started growing in my belly. The hairs on the back of my neck stood up when he said this. He doesn't remember saying this. Between the ages of three and five, I talked about when I lived in Ireland and I was able to tell my parents the names of the places that I remembered. My, my mom said she was in absolute shock because I was so casual about it. Also, this was in the early 80s in South America, where there was no internet or anything like that. We are not Irish, and no one in my family has ever been to Ireland or has any interest in it. One day, I was just stopped talking about it, I don't remember anything about this supposed past life, and I don't remember talking about Ireland as a child. My mother researched this stuff after I started talking about it. That's how she figured out that I was naming real places. At age five, my parents bought me one of those toy police cars, and I spent a little while playing with it, but apparently didn't seem happy. My parents asked, why I didn't seem to be liking it anymore. And I apparently told them that I didn't like it because I remember being stabbed inside a car like this before I came here. I said my skin was black then, though they said there was a bit of taken aback by this. And this, uh, you just didn't speak anymore about it. <clears throat> I take it from how they speak about it. 
to them, this seems pretty weird. And I understand that because it makes me feel weird as well. Out of curiosity, I thought I'd Google and try to find any police officers who died from stab wounds around the time I was born. Now, I was born in the United Kingdom in 1996. I am sure that many police officers die in the line of duty each year. But one did stand out. In 1996, the year that I was born, they had one registered police death. The officer was black and died after being stabbed to death in his own patrol car. Please hold for an important message from one of my sponsors. Unparalleled Insider Access. Get it all. Introducing the SiriusXM Platinum VIP Plan. Our newest, most exclusive plan. Listen in two cars, plus stream anywhere with two app logins. Access a massive, exclusive library of live concert video and audio recordings through nugs.net. Have opportunities to experience live and virtual SiriusXM events, including VIP-only exclusives. Get all your questions answered by a dedicated VIP customer care team. Plus, get all the entertainment we've got. It's all included with your Platinum VIP subscription. Be a VIP. Call 844-711-8800 to learn more. Offer detail supply. One login for activated vehicle. Not available in Canada. Hey, welcome back. Thank you for listening to the awesome commercial breaks. I'm back with more of the strange and unusual from 21 creepy things kids have said about past life experiences. My mom told me that when I was three or four that I scream cried when we passed an old blue Volkswagen bug. I told her that that was the car I died in. It was apparently very hot and I had a baby in my belly. I don't have kids, but when my brother was a toddler, he said something to my mom about throwing hay in the window for the horses. My grandfather died before his birth and was a farmer. The barn had windows and he would just throw the hay in the windows for the horses to eat. My mom was really freaked out, but he never said anything else similar like that again. My five-year-old daughter said to me, I was in your belly twice, Mama. The first time I died before I came out, but I came back. I did lose my first pregnancy eight months before getting pregnant again. She was never told. I don't know what it was, but that's what happened. My daughter asked me, remember my fancy hat? And when I said no, she said, yeah, before I was dead. I used to work in a bank I saved my money and bought a hat and a round box. I was on the bus and a man almost sat on it. Then the bus crashed and I died. She was about three and totally casual about it. I don't believe in the paranormal, this guy says. I'm a pretty reasonable guy. I have degrees in science and healthcare and I'm pretty grounded. But since I was a child, I had a memory of me being stumbled out of the back door of a club. I couldn't hold myself together either, really drunk or on drugs, and I slipped on a staircase, hit my head in an alley, and died. I was about 19. I was thin, had long blonde hair. I was wearing a brown red leather jacket. I remember the neon signs, the staircase, the door. I walked out of, even the interior. I can paint the picture perfectly if I had any talent in art at all. Anyways, 
So two years ago, I took a leisure trip to Budapest. And while exploring the ruined pubs with my wife, I found the freaking alley. It was funny because I remarked to my wife earlier when we arrived that I felt something about Budapest that felt like home and familiar. And I felt oddly too comfortable there, like I could have never left. I think about this quite often. I'll answer for my grandpa since he passed. Sadly, my dad and uncle said to me that when I was about three or four, I once looked at my grandpa and said, JB, do you remember when we went bar hopping in Australia between island campaigns during the war and I tried to flirt with the brown-haired Australian girl before I died on that island? Apparently, I said that to my grandpa admitted that during World War II, he and his friends went bar hopping and one of his closest friends tried to flirt with a brown-haired Australian girl and died in the Philippines. According to them, my grandpa never told them, let alone told me anything about that. Also, JP was my grandpa's initials. He went by and didn't know that yet. I had no idea. This brings to mind a personal encounter I have with kids saying creepy, weird things about potential past lives. My nephew, my youngest one, his name is Michael. He told me several years ago and his grandma, my mother-in-law, and my oldest son, Lucas. We were all in the vehicle together. And he's going on and on about how his first family died in a car crash and they were blue people. And they lived in a land where the sky had a green tone. But it always stayed daylight. It never got dark. But he had a blue family, a brother and a sister. And he died along with them in a car accident. And then woke up here with a white family. And the sky is blue. It made me think of the green children of Woolpit in England, a story that occurred in around the 1500s, where two children just showed up at random, having uh, left a caving system that had been newly exposed due to an earthquake. And they emerged from the cave. Local townspeople told the story that they encountered these strange green children they weren't regular colored children. They were green. And they spoke a foreign language and could only eat vegetables. One of them died because they couldn't get the nutrition they needed to survive. And the girl was the one who lived the longest and apparently lived into adulthood and had children. But slowly over time, her skin changed to a regular white color, Caucasian. And the green hue to her skin tone went away. Well, I hope you enjoyed the creepy stories shared by children throughout the world. And please hold for an important message from one of my sponsors. Available to order now, my first audiobook, Neil Parks Presents Truly Terrifying Tales, narrated by me. It's ready to order and download on bandcamp.com. My other books, of course, are always available to order on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Lulu.com. You can also order t-shirts that I designed that I normally sell at conventions, festivals, lectures, and my book signings. 
I always have the 9-inch tall 3D printed Bigfoot silhouettes available. And last spring, my first children's book was released. It was written by my good friend and fellow author, R.L. Walker. I illustrated this book, and it was a major shift in gears for me, considering that my writing and art style has always been dark and scary. To order any of what I just mentioned, you can also go to my email, which is parksparanormal at gmail.com. That is parksparanormal at gmail.com. Standing by. Children who report memories of previous lives. Some young children, usually between the ages of two and five, speak about memories of a previous life they claim to have lived. At the same time, they often show behaviors such as phobias or preferences that are unusual within the context of their particular family and cannot be explained by any current life events. These memories appear to be concordant with child's statements about a previous life. In many cases of this type, the child's statements have been shown to correspond accurately to facts in the life and death of a deceased person. Some of the children have birthmarks and birth defects that correspond to wounds or other marks on the deceased person whose life is being remembered by this child. In numerous cases, post-mortem reports have confirmed these correspondences. Older children may retain these apparent memories, but generally they seem to fade away around the age of seven. The young subjects of these cases have been found all over the world, including Europe and North America. Now, for the past 20 years, Dr. Jim Tucker, now the director of the Division of Perceptual Studies, has focused mainly on cases found in the United States. His book, Return to Life, offers accounts of very strong American cases of young children who remember previous lives. In his book, Dr. Tucker writes about the now well-known case of James Leininger, a young boy who had verifiable past life memories of being a World War II pilot, and Ryan Hammonds, who had verifiable memories of being a Hollywood extra and a talent agent. Statements made by a child who seems to be remembering a previous life can be quite varied. The following list compiled by the doctor of possible statements is not an exhaustive list by any means. It is designed to give an idea of the kinds of things a parent or caregiver might hear and in our Western culture tend to dismiss as fantasy. It is also true that a child might say one or more of these things and not be remembering a previous life at all. It's probably best not to pump a child for information, nor to try and prevent him or her from saying such things. A type of statements a child might make, for example, you are not my mommy or my daddy. I have another mommy or a daddy. When I was big, I used to have blue eyes, had a car, etc. That happened before I was in mommy's tummy. I have a wife, a husband, children. I used to drive a truck, live in another town, etc. I died in a car accident or after I fell. The list goes on. Remember when I lived in that other house? Was your daddy, etc.? Now, advice to parents of children who are reporting memories of previous lives. 
if you are a parent seeking advice about your child who seems to remember a previous life, please refer to Dr. Jim Tucker's advice to parents. You can contact him if your child appears to be having memories of a previous life. They are very interested in hearing about cases of young children who are currently spontaneously speaking about memories of a previous life. If you are a parent or a caretaker of a young child, please email his research assistant, Diane Morini at dsm3j at virginia.edu to submit your observations and experiences of your child's behavior and statements about memories of a previous life. Rest assured that only qualified study team members will have access to your report of a child's past life memory submitted via email, and they adhere to a strict code of privacy and confidentiality in all instances. They do not disclose the names of the people involved in the account in any way without first seeking explicit permission from the parents. You may note that there are a few published cases in which the actual names are used in presenting details of the case. They want you to know that this is rare and only done by special permission granted to them from the parents. Fantastic. Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction, are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. That's terrific. Well, that's all for this week. I hope you enjoyed the creepy retellings of some of these st stories that children have shared and people have shared from what their children have told them or even their own memories. There's a lot to uncover about humanity, the spirit, where we go when everything ends, the afterlife, eternity. And whether or not it's just a continual cycle until we get it right and then we get to move on to greater horizons. I'm Neil Parks, your host for Paranormally Speaking. I'll catch you next week. Thank you so much for listening and have a great weekend.